We're in the kitchen where Hilda is struggling to finish her crossword while Sabrina is struggling to stay awake, having spent all night fishing... Fishing? <laughs> what she might have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah but a bit of ice fishing at midnight, that'd be nice. Though <laughs> she was trying to stay awake, having spent all night finishing her book report without shortcuts, I might add. Hilda doesn't care as she uses mental floss to make her remember that a male turkey is called a tom. Is it, though? I feel that's an American thing. I have never once heard anyone refer to a male turkey as a turkey. And what's a female turkey? I've never thought about the gender of turkeys. <laughs> ever. I'm all about gender equality for turkeys. Because unlike chickens, where they look different, mm. um, I don't know if there being a massive difference between the genders of turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 come off it. A male turkey is called a tom or a gobbler. Well, they do go. I would have thought that would be the female turkey. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three kindred kinetic knights review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I am your host and guide in this wonderfully moving, emotional and passionate romp through the nostalgic ages of the late 1990s TV world. But I'm not alone. I am joined by my two closest friends. First of all, on my left is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello, Phil. How are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. Um, I mean, you know, obviously it takes a lot out of us every week dealing with the amount of emotion um, that, that, that we have to process. I mean, this episode reminded us that of the advent of, of DVD, which, um, you know, is, is something which still still to this day that we accomplished that as a, as a species is, is quite quite humbling. Absolutely. It's always nice to be humbled. And, and, uh, and I hope the man to my right shares the same thoughts as it's my good friend, the Chris Evans. Hello, Chris Evans. Hi, Phil. How are you, my buddy? I'm feeling quite perplexed right now. Oh, why? Because I don't know if you why you write it down but type it up. What 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 is that? Yeah, just before we went up, I said, oh well, I luckily I I write up the episode, but obviously uh, Chris no, said, no, I'm... no, you type you type it up or write it down. So yeah, any ideas why you write I down don't... and type up things? Seriously, it's bugging me. It's so if very... you could get in touch, that'd be amazing. Uh, please let me know. Other than that, I, I I'm golden, baby. Interestingly, though, you can. You can write up something, but you definitely can't type down. No, you can't type Why down. Why is that? But you can write up, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh. Oh. So hopefully you do continue to listen to this podcast and learn about this episode of Sabrina rather than just spend the next hour or so pondering why you write down and type up. Very, very strange. But we'll have to put it to Stephen Fry or... Or, or, or an actual smart person. Or an actual smart person. <laughs> not just someone who's posh. <laughs> Stephen Fry's not just posh. He is actually genuinely intelligent. I was going to say, are you trying to tell me that David Attenborough isn't intelligent? No, he is intelligent because he's, he's a... Uh, you know, he's, he's an old man. He's, he's very a, wise. He's a very, very old man. Yeah, Stephen Fry's an old man. Stephen Fry's a well-spoken comedian. <laughs> that, 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 that's it. Yes, so, um, sorry. But we can all agree that Russell Brand's just nuts and uses big words. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, thesaurus. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, he he makes words up, but delivers them in the way that younger millennials, not such as us, just agree and eat everything up he says. I thought we agreed we would never refer to ourselves as millennials ah, ever unfortunately, again. Unfortunately, we are. Um, 
it's the unfortunately the long and winding road to depression knowing that we are millennials and going to be worse off than our parents yeah should we start the show? Oh, please! Uh, because uh, <laughs> our, our latest episode is number 22. 22? 2 2. Woo! Are you supposed to shout Goldberg? Goldberg. Of course, because I know that reference. Well, you did it last time round. <laughs> this is the third time we've done the episode 22 joke. So let's, let's run it again. Have it <laughs> been brief. It is. It is. So our next episode is episode 22. 22? 22? Goldberg! There we go. Right. Um, Have we really done that three times? Yeah, three <laughs> times. It, it, it's become a very niche uh, <laughs> in-joke, which is just something to do with, what, late 90s WCW? Yeah, again, roughly contemporary. Yeah. Probably <laughs> to this episode, 90, anyway. Yeah, 99, 2000-ish. Yeah. yeah. This episode uh, is called uh, The Long and Winding Shortcut. In this one, uh, Serena tries to use some little cheeky uh, underhanded shortcuts to help her solve the family secret. And it gets into, uh, well, she gets in a little bit of trouble and she has to live for one day without any modern conveniences. Uh, Boys, before we dive into it, did we enjoy this episode? Yeah, I did enjoy it. Um, it was interesting seeing uh, an insight into, uh, you didn't mention it in the uh, summary, but into the uh, democracy. Mm. The mockery. Oh, the democracy. Should I say democracy of the uh, of the witching world? Um, very interesting to learn about that. Um, very interesting to see the smear tactics, which mm-hmm. we will get onto later. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. I saw a bit of realm building, and most importantly, most importantly, so much family secret stuff that we actually saw that fucking board <laughs> the first time in about ten episodes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, obviously, I didn't want to bring it up before before each episode. Sometimes I like to uh, give the chaps a, a little nugget, something about the episode. In particular, the nugget I gave them uh, for this week is um, it's got it, this episode contains the most unnecessary cutaway scene. One second long cutaway scene that we've ever seen in the show. And you weren't wrong, and we'll discuss that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will discuss that later. <laughs> but I really didn't want to tell Graham that um, you know this this episode featured a lot of family secret stuff because I just thought he'd call me a bloody liar. Yes, I, I yeah I would have called you a liar if you said, oh my god, this episode pretty much revolves around the family secret. I'll be like bullshit yeah did this did this uh sort of heavily involved heavy involvement of the family secret get you excited for the show's end because no. we after this episode we are three from the finale it didn't feel like three from the finale because there wasn't necessarily i mean obviously we'll talk about it at the end because it's part of our criteria but there wasn't necessarily progression on the family secret sorry there wasn't necessarily progression on the family secret but it was just nice to see it discussed and Treated as important. I actually, I think uh, I'd argue against that. There was a little bit of progression. Thank well, yeah, you. We, we saw them hash out the clues. Yeah, we didn't get any well, new two of them. Didn't get any new clues, and we didn't get anywhere close to solving I the don't, thing. I don't even remember getting the first clue. Where did that clue come from? <laughs> oh, it was it was um, a few. It was one of the episodes when Graham was away. Whichever episode that was. Was it a actually? few ago? Yeah, because it, it, it ended. Uh, Aunt Dorma, that's it. She magic the birds in right at the end. Ah, so, yes. Yeah. So the the ah. bird cage one was is, well, is the most recent the, one. But that oh. it was well, it's because we described it as a fuck ton of birds. Yes. So obviously she can't go. Oh, a fuck ton of birds because you know. Um, <laughs> and, and and it's good that Sabrina kind of solves her own problems through this episode as she's got to uh, try and 
Well, she she learns that she's got a book of her ideas, pull a finger out of a bottom, and solve this family a secret. And she has to do it on her own without any modern conveniences or shortcuts. Uh, the episode opens on Sabrina struggling to get through one of literature's most boring tales, Wuthering Heights. But right, she's det- unfair. Oh, mate. Have you read it? Yes, I have. Oh, it's dreadful. It's not the worst thing I've ever read. Oh, it's 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 the. I mean, I I I don't read much, so this is definitely the worst thing I've ever read. I've never read Wuthering Heights. Have you read any Bronte? No. Mm, fair play. However, Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Tune. Oh, tune. tune. Oh, yes. One yes. of one of the world's greatest of songs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, Kate Bush. Way more mm. of a uh, national treasure than any of the Bronte sisters, I would mm. say, having not read any of their books. No, Charlotte Bronte. But uh, the Bro- Brontosaurus. The Brontos was he British? <laughs> In fact, Brontosaurus isn't actually a dinosaur. It was, um, I think they found bones from different dinosaurs and was like, ah, this was a Brontosaurus. Then they've since realised that actually it's uh, two or three different dinosaurs. Whose bones they'd put together wrong to make. Right. Oh, so it's like a jigsaw puzzle where all the pieces look the same. Yeah. So yeah. we don't even know how, we can't really confirm how many Bronte sisters there were. There could have just been one and the bones got mixed up. Exactly. She could have been, she could have been, Emily Bronte could have been huge and they just made yeah. some Mate, sisters out yeah, of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick question Does uh, the, the last name Bronte, does it have an umlau? Um, For some reason, yes. Yeah, it does. A Lars Umlau, yeah. Why, 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 why? Why have they got an Umlau? Yeah, I thought they. Are they in, German? I thought they lived in Yorkshire. What's going on? If, if there's anything to take away so far, it's that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please get your notepad and pens out because throughout this episode, we may very well give you questions that we would like you to pose to the cleverest people you know. First of all, why do you write stuff down but type stuff up? And finally, why does Bronte have an Umlau on the on the e there? So and, unless it's a rock and roll Umlau. Yeah, it could be. It could be, like, be, <laughs> <laughs> could be a glamour accent. Is yeah. what it could be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she's reading Wuthering Heights and not listening to Wuthering Heights, as that would be the much better option. Uh, but Sabrina is determined to get a shortcut by asking Aunt Hilda and Zelda all about it. Hilda never read it because Emily Bronte annoyed her in class, and Zelda tells her that she needs to experience the lustful, passionate love story herself. But she sacks that off, jumps into the book, and bugs off because English weather is bloody terrible. Certainly is on the moors. Yeah. Out on the wild and windy moors, as Ooh. Kate Bush told us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. You preach that bush. Yeah. Looking for Heathcliff, isn't she? Yeah. It's me, it's me, it's, it's Kathy. Kathy. and I'm cold, I'm so cold. <laughs> at your window, and oh, oh. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I did enjoy the set for this one. It was just a, a dark room, shit ton of smoke, and. A tree. A tree. A tree. A tree. Nice. Um, the titles roll, and uh, I just wrote a uniformed person, because I didn't quite get the reference, but we think it's a, a ranger, yeah. park no, ranger. Yeah, it's yeah. a park ranger, because it's... Not to be confused with power rangers, they're different. No, so. no, no. Park ranger, not power ranger. Park ranger. She's a park ranger because of Smokey the Bear. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is different from Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're through through the osmosis of being bombarded by American popular culture our whole lives, even though we don't have any of this here. Um, we've learned that Smokey the Bear is the mascot of the American like National Park Service mm-hmm. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he says uh, that only you can prevent forest fires. That's what he tells the little kids. Yes. So uh, Sabrina, dressed as a park ranger, like you might find in an American National Park, says only you can prevent laughter. Which is sort of 
the opposite of what you want to achieve when you're on a sitcom. Yeah. You know, you want people to laugh. Well, what she's saying is, if you don't laugh, it's your fault <laughs> for not finding this funny, which... Is... We didn't. Boys, boys, I think I found our slogan for the podcast. We've been... Yeah. We've, it's taken us three seasons, 72 episodes to find it, but I think it should be called... Hi, hello, my name is Phil Dean, welcome to Sabrina Teenage Watch. It's your fault if you don't find it funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I would... I, well, both our slogans are confrontational, because we've, yeah. we've got that one now and our previous one obviously was it's our podcast so fuck you <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, we're in the kitchen where Hilda is struggling to finish her crossword while Sabrina is struggling to stay awake having spent all night fishing uh, fishing <laughs> which she might have done <laughs> yeah, yeah but a bit of ice fishing at midnight that'd be nice <laughs> she was trying to stay awake having spent all night finishing her book report without shortcuts I might add Hilda doesn't care as she uses mental floss to make her remember that a male turkey is called a tom is it though? I feel that's an American thing I have never once heard anyone refer to a male turkey as a tom I've... and what's a female turkey? I've never thought about the gender of turkeys, <laughs> ever. I'm all about gender equality for turkeys. Because unlike chickens, where they look different, mm. um, I don't know if there being a massive difference between the genders of turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 come off it. A male turkey is called a tom or a gobbler. <laughs> well, they do go. I would have thought that would be the female turkey. <laughs> <laughs> and a female turkey is called a... A hen. A hen. And a baby turkey is called a... 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 Poo? Poult? Like poultry. Poult? No, it's just poult. There's no Y. Yeah. Paul. <laughs> a baby... A baby... <laughs> Dad turkey's called Tom. Baby turkey's called Paul. <laughs> no, a poult. Poult. Or yeah. a chick. Oh, uh, and a young male turkey is called a Jake. And a young female co- turkey is called a Jenny. Boys, what's your opinion on mental floss? I mean, again, that's a nice little joke. Chris yeah, likes Chris, the jokes. Chris, you should have really enjoyed this because it, it's the perfect kind of uh, pun of a uh, a real life mortal concept being applied to something in the witching realm in a punrific way. Yeah. What mental floss? Mental, mental floss, floss yeah. instead of dental floss. Correct. Yeah. No, I. I is this kind of thing you yeah. going for? No, it is usually the kind of thing I go in for. But I just found the whole endeavour a bit disgusting. Uh, yeah, I think the noise and the the whole process yeah. of a uh, rope between the ears going. <laughs> yeah, it was very. Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the most delightful uh, gag to witness. And not only that, I, I don't understand how it how it how it would work. You you rubbing floss on your brain. You're cleaning your brain. You're buffering your brain. It leaves a nice uh, sort of menthol uh, refreshment, uh, Hilda says. I guess it clears the fog in your brain and allows you to think more clearly. I like the the noise. I I, I enjoyed that. What I don't like, though, I mean, obviously, dental floss Yes, is how you get bits out of your teeth. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit gross because you've got, like, you know, like Possibly like, you know, like some chicken from three days ago. Ooh. You know, Ooh. Just being, yeah, no, some turkey, sorry, mate. So some turkey. Some Jake you know, from so, three so, days some ago. Jenny that you ate. And and, and yeah, so you've got you got bit you got bit you got bits you got you know, you got bits of Jenny coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um and you know, and, and so people are kinda of like, Oh, I don't really like watching, you know, don't really want you doing that around me. And um so Zelda's like, Oh, I wish you wouldn't do that in front of me. So is it you know, like chance that you could come like bits of brain are gonna come Bit, out bits of unimportant useless information bit, useless, yeah. useless bits of brain are gonna come out it's like sort of streamlining and fine-tuning your brain and getting rid of the bits you don't need yeah it's not funny at all not funny. chris why do you find it hilarious dirty boy oh. 
suddenly there's a marching band upstairs as Uncle Sam, or Uncle Roy, apparently of the realm for no apparent reason, uh, wants the Spellmans to vote for him in the upcoming other realm elections. Sabrina learns that at 17 years old she is allowed to vote, whereas Salem isn't because he's a crim and a cat, which is a shame as he wanted to vote in favour of changing the pronunciation of Friday to Fridja. You mean the pronunciation? Yes. Did I say pronounce? Yes. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I apologise to everyone offended, even though they're probably just in the room. I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it, Phil. It's pl- there's pleasing irony to you mispronouncing pronunciation. <laughs> yes. Thank um, you. At school, and Sabrina agrees to help Valerie sew some costumes for the church play. So it seems that the Burkeheads are, um, yeah, so they're church-friendly folk. Yeah, well, I, I had a theory during this episode. Obviously, the Burkeheads, when we did meet them, are very, very safety-conscious. They're extremely cautious people. Maybe not only do they go to church, but they're also regulars at the local synagogue and mosque and gurdwara or what have you. Every religion they can get to, they get to it. Because whichever one turns out to be right in the end, they don't want to go to whatever that religion's bad place mm-hmm. is. They want to go to that religion's good place. It's heaven equivalent. Okay, yes, yeah, so, so they, they don't want to offend anybody and they don't want to be uh, to be left out because I guess their insurance doesn't cover almighty smiting. So no. I guess, yeah, it's nice that, you know, they can they can go where they where they like. Uh, whereas Harvey tells her that his mum is in the third trimester, as we know, and she's keeping him up all night. He used to sleep on a bed of fertiliser in the garage, but his dad's sleeping on it now because too right, the big sack of shit. Yep, sack of shit on a sack of shit. That makes sense. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, speaking of sacks of shit, Sabrina pretty much feels like one as she learns that in order to vote, she must first solve the family secret. And because she's only solved one clue, she ain't voting anytime soon. Hilda and Zelda enlist the help of the infamous Other Realm tutor, Mr. Saberhagen. Uh, Saberhagen. Saberhagen. Uh, to help her crack the code. When all she has is Spellman, what she believes are chickens, and M plus Fire to stand for Mephire, she gets in a mood and Mephires Salem. Uh, but, uh, Graham, there, there are some instances where Mephire does actually work. Yes, generally instances in the world of popular song. Obviously, there was Relight Mephire, best known uh, as a, a Take That song, but I think it's older than that. And uh, my best friend, the greatest musician of all time, Jim Morrison and his Doors, obviously, uh, with their hit uh, "Come on, Baby, Light My Fire" yeah. in the uh, in the '60s. So, uh, yeah, um, Sabrina, yeah, needs needs to needs to bone up on her, her pop history, and then she could have uh, she could have owned Salem on uh, on that score, couldn't she? She certainly could, but no, she gets it wrong. She gets pissed off at Salem, and Salem bugs off, saying, "You know what? You can solve it yourself." Uh, downstairs, and Hilda's date arrives, and it turns out that he collects jaguars. <laughs> no, Chris, not the car. Uh, bloody wild cats, they are. Uh, yeah, I, want to- I thought it would be illegal to collect wild cats. Unless he's like a dictator. Or they're not alive, they're stuffed. Yeah. Oh, okay. there we go. So maybe he goes and shoots them, which is probably illegal as well. Yeah. Yeah. But if collecting jaguars is illegal, are we calling the cops on Chester Zoo after this? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, back in school, and Sabrina is still dumbfounded by the family secret. However, when Mrs. Quick solves one of her clues in 2.5 seconds, Sabrina tries to enlist her help. Did you actually time that? No, no, it was just a reference to Graham who threw up once for 2.5 seconds. I did, and then I was fine. Perfectly okay. <laughs> but basically the clue is a love heart, and it says minus L, and she says, and Mrs. Quick says, well, the love heart stands for love, minus the L is 
of. 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 Love. Yeah, of. of. It's of. of isn't it? But you don't say love, do you? You're not love. Uh, so yeah, so she uh, so she realizes there she doesn't need to grovel back to Salem. She could enlist the help of Mrs. Quick. Um, luckily, Mrs. Quick is dangerously addicted to game shows and even went into a twelve-step program to sort of detox away from quiz showing. Yeah, I didn't appreciate Serena's uh, exploitation of an addict. Really, <laughs> yeah. right. she's been one. She was addicted to pancakes. She, she will get Mrs. Quick throwing well. Mrs. Quick did host a pancake breakfast, so I guess it's it's her own back in a way. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's revenge. <laughs> yeah. My God, it's a darker episode than we anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, she's like, you know, come on, it'll be fine. Come on, let's just get involved. Help me solve it. Uh, she says it's a brand new board game called Solve uh, the Family Secrets, so she wants to get around. Uh, meanwhile, Harvey tries to resist twirling an address that's been stitched by Valerie. Hilda and Zelda begin arguing about the political debate over a witch's rights to mental floss, and they then leave the house to vote in the election. So this forms the main bulk of their subplot, Hilda and Zelda's just a big political farce, if you will, um, just debating how safe and how right it is for a witch to use mental steroids in a way because yeah. because yeah. not only does it clean your brain out it also gives you an intellectual boost yeah. uh, Hilda says so. so it's a proposition uh, to make these things illegal because American elections are insane things where you've got a massive ballot where not only are you choosing uh, different people for various offices you can also on the ballot there's usually voting yes or no on certain things being drafted into state law mm. oh, one of them sorry was uh, that Sabrina wanted was that a witch may tell a mortal uh, partner that they are a witch without losing their powers as we saw with yeah. uh, with Marigold um, so yeah so that's the one that she wants to vote for but yeah the big debate the big hot topic is on the subject of mental flossing where do we stand on that I can remember Tranmere Rovers squad numbers from the 2004 or five season, but uh, can't remember some of my friends' birthdays. <laughs> yeah, one of those things I still need; the other I don't. So if <laughs> which I could, one is it, folks? <laughs> um, so if I could get rid of information I don't need anymore, from information I still do to become clearer, to you know, yeah. arrive in my mind. Because I've heard once upon a time when these people were born. Um, then you know, yeah, I would happily take that opportunity. Yeah, it's like remembering song lyrics to a terrible song. Yeah, that you exactly. absolutely hate. Why do you remember that? I'd much prefer to remember something important. Uh, so with Hilda and Zelda gone, uh, it leaves the coast clear for Sabrina, Mrs. Quick, Monty Hall, and the game show set she magics up in the living room to uh, to be out in the public. Being a lazy swine, Sabrina passes on her question. But as a quiz whiz, Mrs. Quick nails the first clue. It turns out that the birdhouse, or aviary, stands for every. Fair enough. Yes, yeah. it stands for every. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we, we were trying to get Graham to work it out, and, and I thought a very, a very. Yeah, so it's it's almost there. So every, who knew? There we go. Uh, she goes to solve the elusive Mafia clue, but time freezes and an angry Zelda emerges from it. For trying to use a shortcut, Zelda punishes Sabrina by banning her from all shortcuts and modern conveniences for an entire day. Which means the following day she can't benefit from an alarm clock, hairdryer, microwave, or even the bloody school bus. So she's late for school. So when is the cut-off for what counts as a modern appliance? Because, I mean, there was a time when there weren't clothes, wasn't there? (laughs) Um, Or stairs, or schools. Well, I guess, in some ways, a a clothing isn't a convenience. It's it's more a necessity. I guess. I I guess. I mean, mean, we talked about it um, in the last episode when we were previewing this one. But um, it's sort of 
Amish rules, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can... So nothing mechanised. So, you know, you can have... She talks about uh, getting a buggy ride into town and things like that. So, you know, you can have, yeah, you can have, like, horse-drawn vehicles and, um, you know, mostly writing implements and stuff like that. Just nothing, you know, nothing with an engine, nothing automated that does anything for you without any manual... Labour, mm-hmm. basically. And she did have a shower, though, which seems uh, definitely a modern convenience. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, a shower is a modern convenience. You know, water, like, propelled through a thing. You know, you should be getting, uh, you know, filling up a tin bath with uh, with water from the well. Sabrina tries to cope for the rest of the day without modern technology, but we don't fucking care because, chaps, Harvey's back wearing a stupid hat. Yeah, what's with that? I put exclamation marks on to shout about it, but you know what? No, I'm sick of seeing his... He can't wear hats. It's not, it's not his... The, the pro- it's a train conductor's hat. It's, it's a Newsies yeah, hat. Yeah, Newsies hat, Newsboys hat. It's, you know, what, what, what Christian Bale might have worn in the film Newsies. Was it Christian Bale? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah, um, it's his, like, occasional gimmick. Like, if it was every episode, Harvey had a different hat, that would be great. Okay, that would that'd be way better than the mirror gag. Yeah. It's a recurring gag, every, and no one says anything, and Harvey's just got, like, a, you know, a... A, a, a sou'wester on that would be brilliant <laughs> but just every so often just this fucking absurd I think we've seen it since the start of season 2 yeah, maybe, or you, during season 2 but you get the impression in 1999 it's supposed to be cool uh, following lunch Mrs Quick pulls Sabrina into her classroom because she was all up oh, she was all up all up what Fol- <laughs> she was all up in her face yeah <laughs> <laughs> Following lunch, Mrs. Quick pulls Sabrina into her classroom because she was up all night solving the Mafia clue, but Sabrina doesn't want to know and starts to shield her eyes and ears to the solution, but her sneaky craftiness kicks in and she nicks it. However, she's abducted and punished by the Witch's Council upon doing so. As Zelda said, the Witch's Council will punish you uh, greater than I could, so please stop using any shortcuts. But does she listen? Does she eck? Uh, Sabrina magics onto what looks like the set of like Little House on the Prairie. Which makes reference to what Mrs. Quick said earlier in the episode. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Mrs. Quick says that um, when Sabrina invites around to solve the family secret, she says, oh, well, I usually watch A Little House on the Prairie after school, but I can miss it because I've got it all on DVD. Now, DVDs were uh, very new, definitely 1999. Would Little House on the Prairie be a priority to getting those on versatile discs? Yes, yes, it would. I think the first, yeah, I think the first things released on DVD were like, it's like the new, the newest like Disney films. Well, I guess out they were expensive, video. so it was like, okay, get your parents to buy one because, and then we'll release all their favourite shows to watch at their modern convenience. Yeah, um, two years on the market so for DVDs at this point. I don't think they've gotten to a comprehensive box set of Little House on the Prairie yet. And if she had the complete collection, as she says she does, Mrs. Quick is rolling in it. Yeah. They yeah. would have been expensive. It's a long-running show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sabrina manages onto what looks like the set of Little House on the Prairie, along with Mrs. Quick, who nicely thinks it's all a dream, because it's her favourite dream, so she is absolutely not fazed by what's yeah, going on. she keeps uh, calling out for Michael Langdon. Yes, yes. who was the, the hunk from the show. Oh, what hunk he Michael was. Michael Langdon. Yeah. Oh, look at that chest. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll perv over Mike, Michael Langdon a bit more. Yeah, well, yeah, don't worry, yeah, Phil, yeah. Phil, you carry on. Perv over him, surely guys because there's a quick cutaway scene where where men us we can perv 
over it very, very shortly. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we can't. Oh, 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 so sorry for our listeners to this episode. We have no idea what's happening. Yeah, we just happened. Just our male inhibitions, our lust is. Because, well, um, yeah, things get a little bit dirty. Because on the other side of the realm, uh, from one dream, it becomes a bit of a nightmare when fighting outbreaks over the mental floss debate with Hilda and Zelda, who are not only mud-slinging, but mud-wrestling as we're then treated to a one-second cutaway shot of two busty babes wrestling in mud because the 90s. Yes. Now, I have a theory here. Okay. Okay. I'm staying with you on this. My theory is... Yes. ...that Mm -hmm. when this episode was being developed... I know it was written by Carrie Honigblue and Renee Phillips, Mm -hmm. so two women. It doesn't necessarily mean that they couldn't have come up with this. No. But um, that some horny... Producer, Ooh. somewhere, was who shall not be named, read that gag and was like, "Oh, you could have a cut away to Caroline and Beth here, fucking, fucking mad wrestling." Yeah. And then they were like, "No, fuck off, Tony, fuck off back to back to England." Um, and I was like, "Oh fuck, oh, we gotta have some some birds, some birds in bikinis, rolling around." And then uh, they were like, "Okay, Tony." Um, so then they just had to put this random like stock footage of, of, of mud wrestling in there. Yeah, and um, yeah, well, maybe it wasn't even included. And uh, Tony, uh, who went on to produce the DVDs of this, and he's like, "Now's my chance to put that fucking scene in. Yeah, I'll slip it in. I'll slip it in." It's so weird because because they could have just said like, <laughs> "Oh, there's never seen so much mud slinging or mud wrestling or whatever," yeah. and then you could have just heard. Um, Hilda and Zelda's voice just shouted from the distance to insinuate that they're wrestling. It's, I think it's the fact that it is barely a second long, this cutaway scene, and it's cut so abruptly, which makes you think it was unnecessary from our point to watch it, but also clearly unnecessary for it to be included. Yeah, so it's just very, very peculiar. Does it add anything to the episode? No, because you could have added the, I could have had the exact same effect when when the news reporter pulled over Uncle Roy, and all you needed was just a bit of mud to fly across the screen. Mm. You know, later on when they're on when it is actually Hilda and Zelda, yeah. and they're just you know they're back in their normal clothes, but they're, yeah. they're covered in mud. Yeah, they could just walk over like that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they say, oh, it got a little, you know, they were yeah. fighting or whatever, you know, it got a bit dirty. Yeah, they, th- they, were throw- throw- they were throwing mud. There was yeah. no sort of in- inclination that they were stripped to their, their the Yeah, wear. it's, it's yeah. just the fact that you've got this this stock footage where it looks like this cutaway of just two, yeah, busty bikini-clad babes wrestling in mud for one second with um, with Beth Rodgick just speaking, come on, Hilda, oh, oh, that's it. Yeah, there's, there's, they're yeah, reacting there's, there's to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah. on this on this kid's show, I mean, you know, to, yeah, Tony. Yeah, poor form, Tony. Back in the prairie and Sabrina wakes up a sleepy old coot to ask him for help, but he's just really hungry. So she decides that perhaps her way out of uh, this place is to make bread and butter from scratch. We're then treated to not more mud wrestling, thankfully, but a farming mishaps montage. Yay! Yay. With the country stock music over the top. I wonder... I mean, I don't know what the theme tune to Little House on the Prairie goes like, yeah. but I wonder if that's what they I know the theme the tune to Little Mouse on the Prairie. If you oh my God, a Little Mouse on the Prairie! <laughs> yeah. That was little insane. Mouse on the Prairie! Yeah. Twizzle, that's all I remember from it. Twi- yeah. Twizzle D, her name was. Yeah. She dressed exactly like Laura... 
Ingalls in the in the show. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, the farming mishap. So we've got uh, Serena milking a cow, uh, grinding wheat, and uh, making fire. All the while getting royally screwed by Mrs. Quick, who um, drops the milk. Uh, she lets the fire out and she sneezes away all the the bloody grains. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it's not going too well, but they're they're falling out a little bit. Uh, in the process of baking, she works out that it's not fire that uh, she had to work out. It was ember, which means it's not mafire, but member. Huzzah! Huzzah! Fanfare. Yeah. And Mrs. Quit says, "Wow, that makes more sense than what I had. I had mafire." So you see... Relight my fire. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the game show expert came up with Mafia. It's a viable clue. Uh, Valerie then walks in with her church group and Harvey in drag, which makes Sabrina realise that she's not in the other realm after all, just one of Westbridge's last surviving historical monuments. Uh, yeah, but uh, Harvey, uh, Nate Richard, looking very good in his in his dress. He's, he has a bonnet as well, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, it was a dress, apron and bonnet. Yeah, not, was. not to put too fine a point on it. He looks very good. He in a does bonnet. look very good. He's um, he's he looks... on it in a bonnet. Yes. Um, yeah. He's stepping in for the pastor's wife. Yes. She's uh, absent. Oh no, no. She's allergic to corn. Yes. She had an allergic reaction to corn on the cob. Yeah. She was like going. <laughs> she was <laughs> all in the yeah. toilet. That's the second corn reference we've made in about four episodes. The second one as well. <laughs> <in a way. laughs> it's, it's just me going. <laughs> very good. Though. Thank you very much. The revelation is supported then by Hilda and Zelda as they had to sign a release form before they allowed uh, sort of Sabrina to be abducted, essentially, into just halfway across Westbridge. Um, and obviously they had to sign it before they participated in their own political battery. Uh, and as we said, yeah, they're in uh, dressing gowns, still covered in mud, mud in the hair and everywhere because, yeah, they were mud wrestling and it seemed to have gone on for quite a while. Uh, Sabrina reads off her current sold family secret bits every member of the Spellman but what's the rush boys because we've only got three episodes left so uh, they'll wrap it up won't they they've got three episodes let me put it this way if they don't wrap it up I will see my arse <laughs> and that is the slogan for our finale if they don't wrap it up I'll see Chris's arse uh, Sabrina is gutted that she didn't get to vote and Hilda missed out on the chance to vote uh, because she took one more hit of that Moorish mental floss and she missed the cutoff point yeah it's like crack really it absolutely yeah, very is. Very Moorish. Yeah. So she uh, she left the queue because the mental floss wore off, didn't she? And she needed another another damn hit. And uh, in the process of doing it, yeah, they closed the ballots. Uh, Zelda tries not to gloat over her political party's success. And Hilda says the famous line, my vote wouldn't have meant anything. But it turns out if they just had two votes, so Hilda and Sabrina, then uh, some things would have been passed. Yeah, yeah. it was the uh, tell your mortal boyfriend you're a witch yeah. law that would have passed with two more votes, which really begs the question, how is that democracy if literally two votes gives you the 51% majority that you need? So 50% of the... 49, 51... Not no. many people voted, it sounds. Yeah, really, not many people voted. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yes, for that to make that much difference? Yeah, Jesus. 100 people voted. God. 100 people voted. I mean, we, we don't know the population of the other realm, but by the sounds of it, the turnout was like 0.08%. We think we've got it bad here, people not participating in democracy. Yeah. But Jesus, it's much worse there. But it does teach everybody the lesson that every vote counts. Indeed. Especially when you're one of 100 people who's bothered. 
to vote. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So only a hundred people turned out. So not great, but I guess people uh, got what they wanted. Particularly Salem, uh, because there is one ruling that Zelda didn't want to gloat about. Because boys, what day comes before Saturday? Fridja. Fridja. Thank TGI Fridja. <laughs> Thank God it's Fridja. Yeah. Fridja. Uh, so it's a nice little note that we finish on. Uh, the credits roll, and thank God it isn't as upsetting as last week's non-existent scenes, but I guess it would have been better than Zelda just taking a shortcut to read the rest of Wuthering Heights and getting caught red-handed. Red. Like a book. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess. However... That little bit was entrapment by Hilda and Sabrina mm-hmm. because they purposefully removed a chapter from the book so that Zelda would have to go into the book. Well, she could have gone to the library. Yeah, she nearly did, but she'll, why not? Let's 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 yeah. involve it's myself in this romantic situation. It was a sting. <laughs> it, it was. was sting. It was. It was a sting operation. It was entrapment. <laughs> That's illegal. Entrapment is illegal. Maybe that's maybe that's past the laws so now. You are allowed to. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, what you specifically? Uh, yeah, what, what one of the things you can vote on is you are allowed to specifically entrap one of your family members in Wuthering Heights. And then yeah, and then the, the general public of the realm is like, oh, there's too many fucking things to vote on. You're so specific. I don't give a shit. You know what? I'm not going to go and vote. And that's why the turnout is so low. Yeah, yeah. because there was too many specific things that yeah. they needed to vote on. Yeah. Uh, well, there we go, boys. That was episode twenty-two. 22! 22! Goldberg. Goldberg. Uh, so, boys, uh, did we enjoy this episode having reflected upon it uh, for a second time? Uh, again, I enjoyed the reflection more than the episode. <laughs> Sometimes that is the case, particularly in comparison to the last episode that was very daft, very fun, and as I said at the end of that episode, one of my favourite episodes. Even though the score of 13 didn't reflect it, well, it was one of my favourite episodes of the show's mm-hmm. run. And one of my favourite episodes to record as well. Oh, absolutely, oh, yes. yeah. Conversely, I've had a blast recording this episode... Not so much watching the uh, episode of Sabrina that spawned it. Yes, um, but uh, Gray, I mean, we will touch on this uh, very, very shortly in our uh, scores, but the fact that it revolved so heavily around the family secret, Did it was it? good though, wasn't it? It pleased me, it made me think that we're heading towards the end, because we've solved a fair bit of the family secret, but left some for what remains, because we don't. what we don't want is everything being resolved before the end or everything being crammed into the last episode. If if, if the remaining... Was it three episodes? Yes. Mm-hmm. If the remaining three each have some family secret stuff, or maybe they could afford one maybe where it's not too focused on. But, yeah, they can spread it out now over the remaining three and it can be sort of like a gradual work up to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And considering it's a sitcom and, you know, like, through through line pots are, are rare and things. I I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd settle for that. Do you know what? I'd be really pissed off. And I won't be surprised if this is how they went. These next two episodes are going to feature nothing to do with the family secret, and then come the final episode, all, yeah. most of it has been solved off out of episode oh, off screen, yeah. and she's like, "Well, there we go. Every member of the Spellman, blah 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 blah. Oh, I've just got this last one to work out. I'll be so angry. Well, don't don't do it, guys. Don't." have done it 20 years ago. (laughs) No, well, here's the thing, though, that you didn't really pick up on. It's like, after the first bit that she solved, the every member of the Spellman, there's two clues missing there. Oh, shit, some people haven't even turned up. And I think lower down, there's another one or two missing again. Mm. There's one for the horn as well. So 
So there you have it, guys. Mm. So she's still missing clues from the fucking board itself. So, so guaranteed the finale, she would have found them. She would have met the family. She would have solved everything bar one. So I look forward to that. Not. Um, so, uh, boys, we might as well uh, wrap up this episode with our scores because at the end of each episode, we like to uh, to review it in a certain amount of criteria. They are magic, wit, creativity, and say it with me, boys, progression. So, uh, first of all, boys, uh, magic. Just how magical was this episode? Well, incantation. Yes, there was an incantation. Mm-hmm. Mental Things floss. disappeared, yeah. Disappearing modern conveniences. That's, that's about it. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. Two, two, two. Two, yeah. yeah. I think two, two, f- two. two for the amount you want of... To wear a two, two, Graham? No, I want to uh, see Desmond. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so two, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Quick, uh, nice and simple. Wit. Just how, uh, just how funny was this episode? Graham's uh, previous uh, Desmond joke was funnier than the episode. <laughs> yeah, um, nothing really went on. I did like Fridja. But that's to do with the performance rather yeah, than it Fridja, actually being Fridja funny. Fridja was good. Uh, yeah, there weren't too many laugh out loud uh, lines in this episode. Um, I mean, there were some funny performances because like Mary Gross is always fantastic as yes. Mrs. Quick, so it was good to see her get like a, a you know, a, a good outing. Um, you know, I do enjoy like, even when the lines aren't necessarily the best, like, you know, the the repartee between Caroline Ray and Beth Broderick at this point is, you know, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've been doing it for a while now. Um, but yeah, those, those are performances, not script. And I think Wit really relies on some good gags and there weren't too many of them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, with it being a situational comedy, we do expect a lot more comedy. It was just a pleasant watch, opposed to it being yeah. funny. But I would like to put particularly Mary Gross's performance yeah. into the Wit because I think she's she's a very funny woman. So yeah. oh, I'd like to be generous and give it a two. Yeah. For wit, uh, what about creativity? Mental floss. Mental floss. Very creative. Family secret clues. Yep. Um, other realm democracy. Uh, realm building. Uh, the game show was quite the game fun. Show was game quite show quite good. Uh, the fact that she was in the little house on the prairie, mm-hmm. and they moved sets. Yes, made a set. Made a set. Uh, the idea about the modern conveniences not being able to use them was slightly creative there as Decent well. Decent outing for creativity. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, four maybe. I would say four. I'd be happy with that. Uh, I'll go with you because I can't be bothered arguing. Okay. Uh, what about progression? Now, for the first time in a while, there has been some. Yes. Not she solved what four? Yeah. Well, let's have a look. So there was uh, she actually solved some of the family secrets. We learned progression in the sense of uh, some of the politics of the other realm. Uh, we learned that Serena could vote only if she solved a family secret. <laughs> yeah, which further adds to the importance of it. Obviously, the main thing is she will, mm. she'll lose her magic if she doesn't yeah. solve it. But... So again, it's that still progression into that. You know, this family secret is very, very important yeah. to witches. So I would, I would say a three. Yeah, yeah I would agree with you. I'd say three. a three. 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 Uh, so so, uh, so Chris, as our magical human calculator, please tell us, out of 20, what episode 22 gets. 11. 11? Okay, you know what? It's an 11, which I don't feel too bad about, because it was a fairly pleasant episode, but I'm just relieved that uh, we've uh, got some progression, and we're starting to get a little bit of closure on that family secret that has just been left behind in the dust for so long now, and it's driving me insane. I had high hopes about this season, and right now I just can't wait for it to be finished. Yeah. yeah. 
So, which, which is it is not sort of the note that we want to be leading into our final few episodes. Uh, would you like to know what the next one is called, boys? Um, do we have to? Uh, I, absolutely, because it's part of the formula. Graham, what was the name of the third to last episode called? Anti-penultimate. Anti-penultimate, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the anti-penultimate episode of season three is called Sabrina the Sandman. Uh, or, Sa- really... or Sandman. I don't know how you want to pronounce it. Sabrina the Sandman. I think I remember this episode. Well, as we know, the candy-coloured clown they call the Sandman creeps into your room every night. Shit. Sends you to sleep, obviously. Um, and then and does stuff to you. So, yeah, in, in, in you know, folklore, don't know where it comes from specifically, but yeah, the, there's a Sandman who... The Sandyman can. Yeah, the Sandyman can sprinkle uh, sand over you, which causes you to, it's like, sleep dust, basically. Because yes. you fall asleep. Uh, so I guess Sabrina is given that job, which is an actual thing in the other realm. That's how people get to sleep. Um, and hilarity, as, as it is wont to do, hilarity ensues. Excellent. Uh, Chris, uh, a different opinion or do you share the same thoughts as Graham? Uh, so I think I remember this episode. Okay. I, Sabrina then uh, does something to kill, upset or maim said Sandman. And then or, or has three. to become uh, the Sandman. Okay, well, that sounds quite barbaric, So, but uh, having not watched the episode, I cannot say whether that uh, barbaric nature is correct. However, what I can tell you is episode 23, Sabrina the Sandman, is all about Sabrina getting a summer job as the Sandman, but she gets in a bit of hot water for snooping on people's dreams. Oh, dear. Mm. So, either way, we're going off the never, never land! So, uh... That's good. Uh, so, uh, boys, thank you very much for joining me for this uh, wonderful adventure. It's nice to be uh, back in the saddle. Uh, I've been Phil Dean all the way through, and I've been joined by my bestest friends. So, first of all, Graham, thank you, my friend. You're welcome. And uh, Chris, thank you, mate. Cheers, dude. Uh, now, just before you do go, uh, I would like you to uh, to help inform our audience about the various ways that you can help our show. Uh, first of all, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, I've recently found out that I was uh, indeed locked out of my Twitter account for some reason. Uh, so uh, r- as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to unlock that account and start tweeting again, I think. But thank you for getting in touch regardless. Uh, Graeme, how can they get in touch uh, via our social media ways? Um, on uh, Facebook, if they search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, they will find our page. They will indeed. Uh, Twitter, Chris. At Sabrina Watch, once In- Phil has unlocked his Twitter. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, email, why not? Uh, SabrinaTeenageWatch at gmail.com. We had a very interesting email come through a couple of weeks ago. However, I don't think we're at liberty to... Uh, to no, we can't discuss ...to it. divulge it just yet. It could yet go nowhere. So yeah, it could go nowhere, but, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, well, stay what tuned. it actually was, it was MI6. They've uh, they've recruited us to uh, become spying. Yeah, under the... <laughs> gun- oh, no! Well, now they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so- I was, that was, you know... Six-figure salary was coming our way. Uh, not anymore. Graham, Graham, this isn't getting. This episode's not getting aired oh. until after the mission. We're still okay. Yeah. Okay. So what we're right. doing is, is we are under the guise of um, some uh, some Bosnian uh, podcasters, and yes. we are just going to set up a uh, a just a makeshift studio in in some some barren wilderness where there's a drug deal going down that yeah, we're going to. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. Come on, mate. It's a drug deal. But Mate, I'm the... not giving the real details out. Oh, Fucking right, yeah. hell. Yeah, um, anyway, yeah. just breeze yeah, over that. I mean, next time, you know, you could sort of include the the higher-ups, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. It's the leader of all. Higher ups or higher downs. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> uh, and yes, and finally, the uh, the other ways you can get in touch is uh, give us a wonderful five star review on iTunes. Uh, just type our podcast in, find it, and uh, leave us a comment and a review because the more reviews we get, uh, the better chance we've got of getting up that iTunes chart, which would be lovely. And finally, we do have a uh, fundraising page if you would like to give anything back to the podcast. I know some people have, which is incredibly uh, well appreciated. Uh, just go to our website, which is www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com forward slash Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and just leave anything as little or as big as you would like. Well, boys, uh, that marks the end of yet another episode, which just leaves me one thing to say. May every little thing you do be magic.